Navigating through the tricky waters of dating and relationships while sustaining a positive mindset can be challenging. In a world dominated by social media, ever-growing sexual desires and underlining insecurities, as founder of Lipstick Stain Passport, I'm on a mission to expose and identify core principles and bitter truths of the dating world. Travel through the highs and lows with me, Robert Van Tromp, as I highlight and discuss the good, the bad, and the ugly. Mr. PT Vigilante, how are we, sir? I'm doing absolutely amazing, and I'm so happy to be a part of the podcast. The setup looks amazing. I'm so freaking proud of you, bro. I'm um, psyched to be on it. Unbelievable. I, I tell you what, this guy is honestly, literally the most positive man I think I've ever met in my life. <laughs> there's never, there's never, ever, ever a, a, a bad thing that anyone could possibly say about Peter, is there? Oh, is there? Rob. There Rob, isn't, though, is there? You're making me blush, man. Come on. <laughs> I, I, can th- I can say the same about you, brother. Oh, mate, you absolute hero. You absolute hero. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. I mean, honestly, we only spent, what, two two days together in the retreat? And even with that, I feel like I got to know you so well. Maybe one day, yeah, like two days together in the retreat. And like even now, I tell Melinda, I'm like, oh, he's such a good dude. I'm like, Rob, you're such a good dude. She's like, I know. <laughs> I know. And just like, but it's also crazy because in this, under the circumstances we met, I feel like you get to know somebody so well, so fast. So two days there was probably like a week and a half in the real world. Literally. Would, at least. <laughs> literally. Maybe more. Maybe more. Literally, mate. Literally. And you know what? When it comes to, um, you're talking about those, you're talking about those days that we did spend together, obviously finding out about the Circle Jerk Club. Uh, you know, I think that, I think that was, you know, just to, just to, I'll tell you what we're going to do, I'll tell you what we're going to do, Pete, we're actually going to give our viewers a bit of an insight into exactly what that was and what went down. So Pete, do you want to take the floor with this one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll take the floor. I, I remember we spoke about this once, uh, on a live stream with all the guys and only a few thousand people saw it. So I guess it would be good to clear the air on a podcast. It's going to be out forever. That's it. it. This ain't going anywhere. Let's do it. Um, so anyways, we had a joke before Rob came in and we called ourselves the SJC club. It was me, Rob and Cam. No, not me, Rob and Cam. So sorry. <laughs> me, Nathan and Cam. You weren't there yet. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I'm already trying to include you in it because you you're part of it, bud. That's the name of the group chat, by the way, people. Anyways, um, we would lie to like, production everyone and we would say like yeah because we're not allowed to relieve ourselves on the show we go out into the middle of the ocean and we do it out there where you guys can't see or hear us was it a complete joke i'll leave that up to your imagination wink wink no i'm just kidding um anyways rob gets there and we're trying to convince him we're like he's like swimming over he's just being like a good like he's just like doing his his rob stuff chilling swimming over with us and we're like dude we got to try to convince him this is real so he gets over to us and he's like oh Guys, what, what are you guys doing? And we're like, <laughs> that accent is like, needs some work, my friend. But carry on. <laughs> I'm trying my best. <laughs> <Go> <laughs> I'm my best. We're like, we're like, uh, well, actually, because we're not allowed to, you know, relieve ourselves in there, we, we, we do it out here. And you're like, really? How does that work? And I'm like, well, Cam tells a story and we all sit here and we wank to it. And you go, well, all right then, I'll see you guys. You know what? I don't. I don't think we ever told you it was a joke. I, I think you just said these guys are insane. <laughs> just I, swam away. I literally thought to myself. I thought, you know what? 
do you know what? This retreat maybe isn't for me. You know, this is, a, yeah. <laughs> this is maybe a bit too hectic <laughs> for my liking. <laughs> So, I, we, bro, that was the I, that was the funniest. I think that, that was my favorite part of the whole <laughs> retreat was convincing you that SJC was real, and we call it SJC. I know that's how you spell circle, but we needed it to be a little bit like mysterious, so we misspelled circle with an S. So it's SJC Club. Don't forget it. We, we always said we were going to make shirts. We still got to make the shirts. That's it, and 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 just just to clarify on that as well, Pete, we don't want people thinking we're completely illiterate. We do know how to spell circle. Uh, we did go on a TV show, but we're not yes. completely thick. So <laughs> we do want we do want to make that very very clear. So, Pete, you have you're also very frozen right now. Are you all right? Are you, are you all right? Hello, uh, Pete. <laughs> Are you all right? Hello. <laughs> yes. You're like, well, can you unconnect from the Wi Fi? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You good? <laughs> I'm back. Um, hey, yes? Yeah. Okay. I'm great. Ooh. Yeah. You good? Ooh. What if I touch my house? Yeah. Are you, are you in the same place? I think I'm good. You're good, yeah? <laughs> As long as you're good, Pete. Yeah. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. No. I'm good. I don't know what you see on your screen right now. But I'm good. <laughs> All right. Okay. What I want to say is so. I guess the, really the basis of the session, first of all, so we want to understand exactly, you know, we all went on this TV show. We all got told that we couldn't touch one another. Um, a lot of us did anyway. <laughs> and I think it's, I think what we want to know really from you, Pete, is, you know, what's, what's kind of been the, the biggest kind of difference from, you know, from post from, sorry, from pre-show to post-show. Now, obviously you've always been kind of this, this social media wizard, we have to call you, you know, always the TikTok man to go to always kind of one, one step ahead, I guess, of everyone else when it comes to social media. So this was already your life prior to going on the show. And you probably already kind of had such a big emphasis on that life anyway, in terms of, you know, managing your social media and, and managing, call it fans, should we say? People mm -hmm. that people that love Pete. So what's kind of been the big difference for you, I guess, coming to leaving the show? I mean, yeah, I, I thought it was great to have that base that I already kind of knew how to deal with being talked about and if there was going to be negativity around my name and, and, and just how to deal with all of it. I thought it was a really great base to have because I knew what was to come was going to be a million times bigger. Uh, and it was, we all experienced it. Um, some of us experienced it in different ways. Uh, like I said, I think I had a really, really strong base to deal with that. And I, I think I learned a lot. I'm such a different person than I was at the retreat a year ago. And honestly, every way, shape and form, if you want to say uh, Lana actually did her job and, and changed the way I think about relationships, I think she did for a lot of us. I truly do. Uh, it's crazy. I think even all of us glue up. I think everybody is like way hotter now. I don't know how it happened, <laughs> but like we all glew up since the retreat, which is super crazy just to add that in there. You always are, you um, were always a hunk, Pete. But, back then, uh, back then and now, Rob. mate. <laughs> thank you, Rob. I tried my best. Yeah. I tried my best. Uh, but I think just um, the biggest thing is the way I look at relationships. Uh, also, I mean, I was young. I still am young. And I'm, I'm growing and changing so much as, as, as time goes on. Also, I always looked at, at fame uh, differently. I think, I think it, it came with a little bit of normalcy to all of us as it, as it felt crazy. Like, oh my God, look at all these numbers. 
but you, you, you come to realize you still feel like the same person. It's not going to change you and, and you shouldn't let it change you. At least I, ho- I hope that's, that's what a lot of people got from it. You know what I mean? And that's how I felt. And it brought me to a place of, of you don't just want to also be famous to be famous. You want to leave a mark in, in the right way. The same way you're doing, you want to podcast, you want to talk, mm. you want to encourage people. Um, and, and I think I had that realization as well, because as you know, before the show came out, I was, I was wine boy on TikTok, pouring wine all over myself and whatnot. And uh, I, was, I was just trying to go crazy. Yeah, go crazy. Yeah. Do the TikToks. Um, now I'm, I'm trying to dive a little bit deeper into different things and, and, and see if uh, there's some cooler ways to, to get my name out there in, in, a, in a brighter light. Mm, amazing. And, and I think what's always, I think, really incredible about you, Pete, is that the fact that, you know, you, you are very young, really, in comparison to a lot of the cast. Uh, that were you know amongst the fifteen of us that were on the show, you you were I think probably the youngest. Do I do I say? Pete, are you there? Yeah, I believe when Tabitha <laughs> came in later, I think the same age as me, yeah. not a little older. I, I believe I was the youngest. I'm here. Yeah, can Sorry. you hear me again? Yeah, you, you, yeah, you're you're croaking. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, no. Yeah. You, so like Let I said, know. you oh. you were yeah. So. My understanding is that you were the the youngest member of the cast, but I think maybe Tabitha, but it wasn't much between. Yeah, you, right? Tabitha was close. Yeah, it wasn't much between. I think she was a little bit older than me. Well, there you are, and and really, let's be honest. I mean, I'm I'm I, and folks, I'm I'm really not actually exaggerating when I say this. Pete was arguably probably one of the most mature in the house, <laughs> which was <laughs> insane. Really saying that, and uh, for for a, for a guy to really have such a a strong know how in terms of how to handle situations. And, you know, were you, were you disappointed, um, to kind of have the exit that you did? Um, I, I saw it coming. I said it on the show. I said confessionals and I, and I meant it. I, I saw it coming when I knew somebody was going home. I, I felt it in, in, in the position that I was in right then. I said, there's no way they send anybody else home. I was like, I know it's going to be, and it was rough. And obviously everything goes through your head and you're like, Oh, what could I have done differently? This and that, whatever. But, I stopped that immediately. And I said, Mm. this is meant to be, I I have had such a strong um, mentality throughout life of if something happens, it's meant to be. And if something doesn't happen, it's the best thing that never happened. Uh, So the moment it happened, I said, I'm meant to leave right now. There's going to be other stuff in the future that is going to be affected because of this. And this is for the best. And I left it there. And you know what, as well, guys, you know, Pete literally said to me, when that time came, when when that exit was there, and, and we were kind of all very shocked that someone was going to be going home anyway, let alone two people. And Pete actually said to me, he goes, do you know what? There's going to be a lot worse things that happen in life than getting asked to leave a TV show. <laughs> and that actually... I did say that. And that rings, that <laughs> always kind of reminds me that actually, you know, in that moment in time, because we're so, so, we're so involved in the process and we're so involved uh, in this kind of little bubble that we have, you know, where we're, we're with our friends, we're with, you know, all these hot girls around us. And we're like, actually, I kind of want to stay in paradise. And we get so attached to it. And the moment mm-hmm. that you kind of said that to me actually made me think I'm, I'm, I'm more, I'm more in this than I thought. I'm more, I'm mm-hmm. more, I'm more emotionally involved in this than I thought. And it was kind of a, almost a bit of a wake up call for me. Um, mm-hmm. And how did you, how did you manage to kind of, kind of have that attitude when you look at it back? Well, it's, it's so easy, especially there. We don't have our phones. We have nothing. So our whole life is this. So especially there, it's hard to get wrapped around it and go, if I go home, that's the end of this life that I'm li- genuinely, it's like a little simulation island life we're on. It's insane. So I, it's hard to have that attitude. But I, 
like I said, I think it's just practice of having that attitude with anything that there's always somebody going through something worse. You could always be going through something worse and you're going to experience a lot worse than what's happening right now. So this isn't that bad. You're going to go home. You're going to regroup. And I looked at the positives of it. And I said, I'm going to see my family. I haven't seen my family in a while. I can't wait to surprise them. I actually went home and I surprised my mom. I thought it was cool. I didn't tell her I was coming home. So I surprised my mom. I thought that was very exciting. So I, I try to look at the positive of something. If, if there's something that I can't change, it's already done. It's already in the works and I, I can't affect it anymore. I leave that behind and I go, all right, what's positive and how, how do I move on from here and make it even better? That's it. And that's, and I think an absolute advocate for having a positive state of mind. And it's, it's, it's something that, um, we've kind of come, we've touched on a lot, um, with the guests that have had, you know, on the podcast, you know, thus far, they've talked about how their kind of their mental state has kind of shifted from being on the mm-hmm. show and kind of the effects, not just from social media, but also from a day to day, you know, Oh, Pete, can we have a photo? Pete, can we do this? You know, you know, Pete can, can, can you say hello to my, to my auntie on a, on a, on a FaceTime or, you know, can you say hello to my dog? You know, there's lots of, there's lots of things, <laughs> <laughs> there's lots of, there's lots of differences that come up, you know, on a, on a, on a day to day basis. So, how have you, I know obviously you said that you kind of did a lot of this stuff before anyway, but it must've still been quite a big difference for you, no? Oh, it was, it was a huge difference. It, it went from maybe like 10% to 80%. Mm. So while I said it, it, it was a lot to, um, to, it was good to have under my belt, right? What I did have, but what's the, what was to come? I don't think it could have prepared any of us. Um, and it's so it's sort of weird now because we're we're in this weird space now where it's like okay now how do we maintain and and how do we how do we take this platform that we've all been given and use it positively not only for us but for the world as i said again like you're doing a podcast that's that's amazing and i get you you could just see the type of guy rob like you don't want to just say the stuff you're saying for yourself like you want to you want to really change people's lives with with your words and and you could tell that about certain people. And those are the people that are going to change the world 100%. And like I said, I think that's where we are right now. And I think we're all just trying to figure out um, at this crossroads that we're all at, where we go from here. Amazing. Amazing. And yeah. And, and first of all, thank you for that. Thank you for that, Pete. And I think, you know, like you said, it's a responsibility, the social media, there's a lots of people and you, like you said, you already had a, a large following anyway, but to have a significantly even larger following now across your, your different social media accounts, you know, do you, always, do you often think there's a responsibility to younger people or even people your age or, or even older people that, you know, you have in terms of creating awareness, not so much about, not always just about mental health, but I know mental health is a big part of it. And, and mm-hmm. lots of people obviously struggle day to day, particularly men that don't talk about it very regularly. Have you got something, you know, that you would like to say that for, for those guys that, you know, like to be encouraged to speak up more and, and to, and to mm-hmm. say how they're feeling and the insecurities they might be facing day to day? You know, that's great. And I think, I think a lot of people with a platform, should speak up about mental health. And I think, I think it's, it's, it's one of the biggest issues in, in society today is mental health, especially with where we stand with social media. And it's very hard to get stuck in your head. Um, and for me, I, I, I try to, to look at myself from a third person point of view and I go, what's wrong with you? Uh, what are you doing wrong? What are you doing right? And, and what could you do more of? That's right. Um, it, it's hard to look at, ourselves objectively uh in the third person it's really hard most people think they're doing it and they're not you're really not it's most really truly most people do not and 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 almost feel like they cannot they don't even think about it um but 
that's what I like to do. I like to pull myself back and go, all right, what, what am I doing wrong here? You know, uh, am I not staying, uh, physically active? Uh, am I getting myself stuck? Am I staying in bed all day? What am I doing wrong? I, I, for instance, I, I used to suffer from horrible anxiety and I didn't know why I, I just, back when I was in school, I, I had to stop. That's when I left school for a little bit. And I just had this, this sickening anxiety and I couldn't figure it out. I couldn't figure it out. And I said, I'm going to take some time for myself. I took a year of doing absolutely nothing and just focusing on myself and seeing what I had to do. And I think that the reason I came to my conclusion was I stopped worrying about what others thought because I was so stuck and everyone wants me to go to school and, and this is what I need to do. And I need to live this, this life. And I think everyone's so wrapped around what others think about them today. It, it just in general with anything, whether it's because of social media, everyone, whether it's your parents, um, you need to try as hard as you can to not follow the norms and, and do what you know will make you happy. And you could say that a billion times and believe it and still not do it. It's so hard. And I remember when I was still trying to say like, it's okay if I take a different path. And I was terrified, terrified of what my girlfriend at the time was going to think of me, what her parents were going to think of me, what my parents were going to think of me. And once I slowly got myself to pull away from that, my anxiety just faded. It was like, it's my life. I'm going to do what I want to do and what makes me happy. And I'm not going to worry about what other people think. And Rob, I've come to such a place now of genuinely not worrying about what others' negative thoughts are of me. I love positive feedback from friends and people I care about and people that I know have positive attitudes, but I, I, I genuinely have no more uh, thought of what does this person think about me? What are these negative thoughts online? None of it. And it's so freeing, Rob. It really is so freeing. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, well, first of all, it's very touching that you can you can look at it that way and, and very refreshing at the same time because I think a lot of people struggle with that. And that's where kind of the, the negative stuff on social media has an impact. I mean, we only have to look across our, our cast members, the, the kind of the difficult comments that people might have received early mm -hmm. stages mm -hmm. or even throughout the last five months. You know, it's, it's a, certainly an area that, I think when you go on a TV show, you're almost expected to handle that kind of, that kind of stuff, but actually yeah. it's, it's a, it's a real issue, right? Oh yeah. People tend to forget that you're just a normal person like everybody else. And even, even at the top of the heat, I see everything. And I just even look, look at the comments and be like, Oh, Pete sucked. I'm like, ah, I'm like, all right, bro. Like, that's your opinion. But I, <laughs> but I don't, but that was one of the things that I felt that having a following prior was really good for me because I learned to read hate comments. I learned how to deal with it. Whereas if it just came in in an overload, I would have been like, what the heck's going on? Well, like, you know what I mean? So I kind of learned my own strategies for that. Like I learned number one biggest thing, and this is for anybody that's online. You don't even have this because, because everyone's posting TikToks now. Everyone gets random people posting comments on their videos. And I see most people, even most famous people don't deal with it the right way. And I've always been such a huge proponent of this. Whereas if you start getting hate comments, I would see even big creators, respond uh to only them and none of the, like the love comments in fact there was this one creator that i followed who would always get hate comments always 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 and she would only respond to these people that were saying negative things to her she was like no well and try to defend herself but meanwhile 75 percent of it were people going you're beautiful you're amazing we love you so we get so wrapped around like what's going to be the negative thing said about us and then you create that and then that's what your whole page becomes and i actually messaged her and i sent i sent her a whole like essay saying like stop responding to them you give them power. You know what I mean? Stop even, even when these creators talk about them, like stop with the negative comments. And this person said exactly this. I'm like, you're giving them power. Yeah. Give them no power. 
And the other point I was trying to make with that is, is why the, the, the comments are meaningless is Rob, I've never met a single happy, um, smart, genuine person that has ever gone online and talked shit about anybody ever. No, I agree. So, I agree. So, you, so why am I going to take this person's comment seriously? And that's just my viewpoint on it. No, I think you're very, very right. And I think it's always a true reflection of that person who's obviously writing the comments uh, rather than, like you said, and I think I completely agree when we latch onto comments like that and actually ignore the the more admirable comments, then we are actually, like you said, fueling the fire. We're making it even worse for ourselves because then people know that, oh, well, I've, I've got to them, you know, I've got to him or I've mm-hmm. got to her, like, and it should never, ever be like that. But uh, yeah, fantastic. And I guess... Um, Moving back to back towards um, the retreat and obviously the time you spent in the retreat, you obviously had a very elaborate time in there. You, uh, you know, obviously everyone's one of their famous famous scenes of, uh, of season two is obviously the, the double kiss that you had with uh, with Melinda and Carly, and um, you know I think you know, always, always definitely going to be a fan favorite. And, you know, I think people were genuinely surprised obviously to see you go. And I think you played a, mm. a massive part in that house. Obviously since coming out, you know, it's, it's taken kind of um, probably a turn that you probably wouldn't have expected, obviously going then kind of finding, finding romance with Melinda. It's then led you down a path where, you know, obviously you're living now in, in New York still. Yeah, yeah, I'm currently in LA, yeah. but I'm still I'm still back yeah. home in New York. Yeah, so so you you guys obviously, as I said as I said to Melinda, you guys obviously live this life where you know your your social media is your social media, and you don't want to spend too much time, or don't want to almost give people the, the the option to have their opinion on your own relationship or whatever it may be, and, mm. and that's that's kind of a, it's kind of a privacy thing, but also it's a powerful mm. message. It's a powerful message to people. Actually, you shouldn't blast all your relationship over social media because it's not, yes. it's not their, it's not their, not their, not their place to, to pass comment, but also it's, mm. it's, it's like I said, it's fi- Instagram itself is at about 5% mm. reflection of what is actually going on in your life. And the other 95% we don't actually really see on a day to day. Yeah. I forgot. I forgot what YouTubers said this. So, but I've seen it happen to a few like of those cup things with each other yeah. and, and be so involved with social media all the time that if it started to feel fake mm. and it was like, am I doing this yeah. for social media or am I doing this because I love my partner? So yeah. you could get really wrapped up in the fakeness of social media, especially with relationships. And it's very, very, very dangerous. Yeah. And I will always stay very safe, uh, very private. Um, in areas of my life that I know social media can affect because we all know, listen, social media is a great thing. We're, yep. we're in a great time right now, but it can definitely always, almost always turn into something negative if you let it. And Rob, I'll never let social media overtake my life in that negative way. People could comment and say the things that they want and, and talk about things. And, oh, Peter, you should do mm. this. You should do that. It's it my is. social media at the end of the day. It's my life. It's what I want to show you. And if you don't like it, you don't have to watch. Simple as that. So that's the mindset I have and I'll never let social media overtake me, give me anxiety and, yeah. and, and, and mess with me and with my brain in a way that I used to felt. Yeah. So that's where I stand with social media. It's, it's, it, and I think a lot of people should have the same mindset, but it's very, 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 very hard to have. And I'm very worried for the, the younger kids coming up that don't have a good voice in their ear yeah. to say, listen, try to retract, try to do this. Don't let it overtake your life. And it, it's such an addiction too, as well. And it's, it's honestly, it's, it's scary, especially now with 
the metaverse coming out that everyone's going to be living in social media. It's going to be yeah. the real ready player one. It's, it's it's scary, Rob. It's scary. Literally, and 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 like you said, talking like going back to the to relationship side of things. You know, I can definitely talk from my own experience, and I'm, I'm, maybe you can as well, Pete. And I'm sure a lot of people listening probably can, where we've probably had photos with a girlfriend or a boyfriend or whoever it may be. And we weren't truly happy at that moment in time, but we all put on a smile in the face of like, ah, oh, we're truly happy. We're having a great time, you know, and everything's kind of hunky dory. I'm not sure if you use that, that phrase, Pete, I thought that's an English phrase, hunky dory. Do you use that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everything's hunky dory. And I think that's, you know, that's a, just a reflection of what social media can have and, and, mm-hmm. what, and what it can do. And what I, what I, I guess one of my favorite, favorite quotes is worrying it's like paying a debt that you don't owe. And when we talk about social media and we talk about like the, the effects it can have on us, when we, when we start overthinking, Oh, like, you know, Oh, are people going to think this? Are people going to think that? Oh, have I got enough likes on that photo? Have I got enough comments? You know, are people got enough views? Then we almost create this kind of state of mind, which is actually a negative, a negative well being for us. You know, we don't, we want to move away from that. And I think that the problem with, with social media is because it's going that way and it's actually making us more and more focused on the way we, sh- the way more focused on the way it wants us to be rather than what we want to be. Mm. And you know, what's crazy, Rob, is if you, cause you think social media, it, it, it wants you to work in that certain way of what are the numbers? What are this? What are that? Yeah. But the funny thing is, Rob, is if you work with social media in a more positive way, it can work more positive you. So for instance, if you remember how for this specific post, this specific thing, and, and you go crazy around it, it could be very detrimental to you and even your social media platforms if you're trying to make a career out of it. Whereas if if you stay positive, you go, I'm not worried about the numbers. I'm gonna post what I enjoy and I'm gonna show love to the camera mm. and do what I want to do. And the camera sees it, Rob. The camera sees when you're genuinely enjoying yourself and doing making good content that you enjoy. And even if it doesn't do well right then and there, if you do it every day and you make it like a job, but you enjoy it, you don't stress yeah. over the numbers, Ten nine times out of 10, it's going to do well. And that's that's how I started. I was always stressed. I'm, I'm doing this. And especially it happened on TikTok. I'm doing this. I'm dropping, I'm dropping, I'm dropping. And I said, I couldn't handle the stress anymore. I would freak out. Yeah. And I was like, Peter, screw the numbers. You, you, you've dipped enough. Calm down and just post every day and have fun with your content. And I went, boom. Yeah. And up. And there I went. And that's how I started. So you just got to try to have, a, it's, it's so hard to do and it's easier said than done, but you got to try your best to have a positive, positive relationship with social media and it'll, it'll have a positive one back. Amazing. Amazing. And I think anyone that, anyone that wants to watch some serious, serious positive content needs to go over to Pete's TikTok, by the way, which is amazing. <laughs> it's always, uh, <laughs> always, always, I'm, I, I guess, I guess I watch it and I'm like, what is, what is actually happening? <laughs> you know, I'm always, I'm always incredibly taken back by what I'm watching, but then I'm always on to the next video. So it's incredibly <laughs> enticing, mate. So I guess to, to finish things off, um, as I've done with all my guests, uh, we took play two, two games. Okay. So uh, w- one, one would assume that you are a squid games fan. Yeah, of course. Of course. I thought you would be. Okay. So, okay. So, Basically, you know, in Squid Games, we have our our red flag, green flag, 
Sorry, no, red light. Sorry. So we're going to have to edit that. We're going to we're gonna have to edit that shit out. Okay. So we know we have, we know we have green light, green light and red light. Okay. Now it's going to be called green flag, red flag. Okay. And basically, okay, you are going to, you are going to give me your best examples, your best examples of, of your best examples of two green flag moments and two red flag moments. They don't have to be about Melinda or any past relationships you might have had. They can literally be for, for if you were giving your advice, let's say, to someone looking for a partner, what would be the two mm. green flags and the two red flags? Two green flags, two red flags. You want me to do the green flags first or the red flags first? I say, well, let's run with the green flags first. Come on, let's give it the positive stuff. Positive stuff first. Let's do it. Green flag is... Um, you're going to be surprised by this one. Them messing up, right? Which you don't want to hear that. Oh, they messed up. Them messing up about something that you never would have found out about. But they come directly to you and they go, listen, this is what happened. You know? Or someone reached out to them. Here, look. Like, just the, the, the blatant honesty and genuity that somebody's going to literally make sure that you're not missing anything. Here, here's me. Here's everything. Here's something that just happened. Check it out. You know, strong. I, yeah. I don't, I want to make things work. I don't want, I don't want, I don't want to mess things up, you know? And that's, that's more early on stuff as, as time goes on later on. I don't think it should, it should be, it should be much more stable, not having anything from our partners. Um, another green flag, uh, um, how they treat other people. You know, if you're at a restaurant and they're being rude to the waitress and, and just rude to, to people, not holding the door open for people, probably, uh, probably a red flag. So one green flag, one to say. They're true red flag. <laughs> okay, so, um, so, so you, you and then you, back you, to you, another green flag. You broke up a little bit there. So sorry, your your so your green flag. Just to clarify, your green flag is basically if they come to you. So so is around honesty and kind of like integrity and basically saying stuff to you that you would never have found out about. And then your red flag is basically how they treat other people in um, society. So like in a restaurant, is that what you said? Pete? Oh, did you get that? We're good? No. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, is, I mean, now we're, we're cracking up quite a bit. So hold on, your, 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 your green flag, your green flag moment is basically um, how they would, if they came to you about stuff that you would never have found out about. So we put that down to honesty. And then your red mm -hmm. flag was, was it a red flag that you talked about if they treated people bad in, yes. in a restaurant or a bar or whatever it may be. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Good man. And then, and you've got what, so we've got one, we've got one more green flag left and one more red flag left. Okay. Um, put me on the spot here, Rob. Another green flag. Go I would have to say, um, Hmm. Putting you first, you know, and, and it's very hard, especially when you're single for a long time to, to learn to put others first. But if you could see them genuinely trying to put you first and not only put you first, but better you and, and want to, and you see, they genuinely want you to be the best version of yourself. Anybody you date should see slightly tweak where you go wrong in life and, and things that they see that others can't 
um, how you could do better and things that you want to do that you won't let yourself do. And they should be pushing you to do it. And that's, that's one of the biggest green flags. And when someone really cares about you, they're going to push you to be the best version of yourself. And you should really be able to see that. Loved. Honestly, Peter, that is honestly one of the best ones you've had. I absolutely love that, mate. That is amazing. Yeah. And, uh, another red flag. Um, Hmm. I don't know. I don't want to sound petty and say talks to all their exes. Cause I know some people have some very healthy relationships with their exes, but that could very much scare you and go, am I going to be the next ex she's talking to? So maybe. <laughs> yeah, of course. No. Yeah, absolutely. I think so, we've all been there. So, we've, we've all been there. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so no, I, I, maybe, yeah, I'll say another red flag. Uh, she talks to a lot of people that uh, she, she's been with in the past. It can be a little bit scary and it might not be a red flag. They could just have a healthy relationship with X and that's fine. Mm. But I'm going to put it in because it's a little bit, it might, it's, a, it's an orange flag. It's close. It's almost Isn't a, it? no, <laughs> a cheeky che- che- little amber flag. Okay. So, yeah, so, there you go. <laughs> so, so basically, so basically what, what, what you're saying is, is, is basically they don't, you, you wouldn't want, you wouldn't want your, 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 the, the girl you're dating or the, the, or the or girlfriend or whatever it may be to kind of basically be spending a lot of time or talking vast amounts to that, to a, a mm. previous ex. Is that what you're saying? Yes. I, and a lot of people could, uh, could debate me on this, Rob, mm. but let but them, let them make in my, in my, <laughs> right. Yeah. In, in my eyes, it's like, and they get, Oh, it made you're insecure. No, it's like, you're my girl. This guy had you at one point. Like that's, you know, that's how I, like yep. this guy had you at one point, genuinely had you wholeheartedly. You, you, you were with him and you decided to date him, be with him physically, sexually, emotionally. And I'm supposed to be okay with, you spending time talking to him? Why are you talking to him? That should have ended. Done. Yep. You love me. You're with me now. Yep. So the way I see, I, I can't, I'm an overthinker, Rob. I'm a Virgo. I can't sit here and imagine at one point you were sleeping with this guy and doing this with him, loving him. And now you could just talk to him. It, it, yeah. it, it wouldn't work for me. Do you it know hurt what, me too much. You know what as well? You know what? I, I always say, Pete, and, and, and I will be honest, I've, I've been in similar situations mm-hmm. like this. And, I, and what I think is always a healthy thing to do is flip it and talk about the fact that, you know, if it was the other way around, would you want me to do the same? Mm. Yeah. Well, that, that's, that's a yeah. great thing in relationships. When, when, when someone's not coming around and you do know you're right, instead of fighting and yelling and this and that, it's, it's try to put them in your shoes. Yeah. Try to say, listen, imagine, imagine, try to create a scenario. Like, how would you feel about that? And nine times out of 10, and I used to, I, I used to do that a lot. It works. It does work to, to make them go, wow, you're right. That would, that wouldn't like that at all. So I think that's a great, great piece of relationship advice. Amazing. Amazing. And so for our, our final game, we have got, um, not sure where we would have seen this piece. We've got, we're going to talk about people's bedroom dilemmas. Okay. So we basically, it's exactly, it's, it's, it's exactly how it's, it's how it's, uh, sounds on the tin. So, um, basically a bunch of people have sent in their scenarios. I don't want to use the word problems. Should we say, um, let's use the word scenarios. It sounds a lot nicer. The scenarios yeah. that they're facing in the bedroom with their partners, whether they be their wives, husbands, boyfriends, girlfriends. And um, what we're going to do is I'm going to ask you two of them. Okay. Or, or I say ask, I'm going to tell you two of them. And then you <laughs> okay. are going to be offering your best summary and your recommendation of that. Oh, I love that. Let's do it. Okay, amazing. Okay, let's just open up this. Okay, so our first one on the ranks. Here we go. Okay. (laughs) 
Okay. I've just, <laughs> I've realised as well, Pete, because I, because your your last session of the day, I've left the most rogue ones to the end of the day. <laughs> oh God, I'm ready for so, it. <laughs> so, I'm always, I've always been looking at them and think, oh, I can't say that one to so that. No, it's a bit too much. And now, now we're at the, literally the last one. So Pete, you're actually getting literally the, uh, probably the most, ones, the worst ones we've got. So, okay. So the oh, first, yeah. the first one is, okay. My boyfriend, <laughs> my, my boyfriend doesn't want to wear protection. Okay. <laughs> my boyfriend doesn't want to wear protection, but I told him I'm not on the pill. Oof. Pretty hectic for the first one, huh? We probably didn't see that one coming. Excuse the pun. <laughs> how do we go about this? We gotta, yeah. how do we find a common ground on that, Rob? I mean, don't be silly, wrap your willy. That's you know, it. you gotta, he's gotta do it. I mean, listen, you, first of all, if you don't want to be on the pill because of like hormones and you're happy with where you are right now, I completely get it. Don't start anything that you feel like might mess you up. So I'm completely on your side there. But, at the same time, when you're in a relationship for long enough and you, you trust someone, you know, you're not sleeping with anybody else and you can be safe. It is a, a freeing and amazing experience to know that you don't got to wrap through the world anymore. So it's such a tough spot, Rob, for, for both of them. Very so, tricky. What I would say to you is if it's not a hormone thing and, and, and you would be open to maybe trying birth control, try it out. Um, if not, obviously that's your choice. That's your body. I, I wouldn't want you to go ahead and, uh, and take something that you really feel like you don't need. Um, I would, I don't know. I, I don't know how safe your, your boyfriend's pullout game is. I don't think we should just go off of that. So I think until you guys can find a better solution, yeah. I think we got to convince your boyfriend and let him see this dude, wrap your willy be, don't be silly. You know, uh, there's some things you can't take back and, uh, let's, uh, let's be safe here. <laughs> <laughs> Pete, that was expert stuff. Honestly, we love that. Okay. And, and on to our final one. Now, now I'm going to have to warn listeners on this one. This one, um, is, is yeah, it's a it's a it's a little bit rogue. Um, depending oh, on geez. depending on what you're used to, anyway, this one might be slightly rogue. Um, okay, so my girlfriend wants to urinate on me. Um, I initially thought she was joking, but turns out she's very very serious. <laughs> then and and actually, do you know what, Pete? I will be. I, 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 I will be honest. It's. 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 I, I saw that one at the start of the day, and I thought to myself, actually, there must have been a typo. I've looked over it a few yeah. times. I've looked over it a few times, and 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 I've, it's it's that it's that real you know that realization that it's a very very real scenario. <laughs> oh my god, Rob! Yeah. Before we get into this, I hope this guy's not listening. Right? <laughs> but what I will say is, if she wants you to do it, she probably had some guys pee on her in the past. So not, not to put you there, but to put you there. So here's the thing. Here's my thing. Before we get into this, with anything that's sexual and a little outside the books, just whether it's playing with feet or something crazy or like peeing on someone. Here's the thing that here's the reason we don't try these things, Rob, because that's a door that once you open it. Sometimes you can't close it. Very, now you're very like, difficult to close that door. Because <laughs> <laughs> you might be surprised. You might really enjoy something and go, I'm never going back. Now you need every guy to pee on. So what, I would, <laughs> so what I would say, Rob, 
just for the viewers at home, if there's something you're thinking about trying and you're scared, to, you, you don't want to always do it, just don't open the door. <laughs> yeah. Keep that door nice and shut and walk the other way. <laughs> so my man, if you truly love this girl, going with that, if you truly love this girl and you think you're going to marry her, right? If you think you're going to marry her, <laughs> then let her pee on you. And I hope you like it. I hope you love it because hopefully open that door and it's amazing for the both of you. But if you don't think you're going to last with her, you might be opening up a door that you cannot close. And you might be the one going around asking girls to pee on you. So take with that what you will. I can't believe I'm talking about this right now, but that's the honest facts about the subject. <laughs> and you know what? And you know what? All I can pick, all I can almost think about now is just some, this random guy going around asking girls to pee on him. And, uh, and that's where we've got oh, to with this. It's, 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 it's the image we've got in our heads now. And uh, <laughs> you definitely left the most rogue one for me left, but I think that was the right guy to answer. I actually, so I, believe it worked out. I think, I think things happen for a reason. And I genuinely think I was right to leave that one for you, Pete, to be honest. I, I think, agree. I 100% agree. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I looked at it and I was like, no, he, he can't be serious. But actually now talking about it, it's very serious. <laughs> it's extremely serious. It's actually a very serious scenario. Oh, yeah. okay. it's what do you do here, bud? I think I give some good advice. So, so hear me out. Unbelievable. Well, Pete, we've come to the end of our session, but one thing I want to say, thank you so, so much for, for coming on. Like I said at the start, I think, Honestly, probably the most positive man I know. Okay. Always, always, you know, brighten up any room that you're in and you want to see an absolute credit to, to the retreat. And we all look up to you, like the social media guru that you are day to day. So, uh, yeah, thank you so much for joining. And uh, yeah, chat soon, buddy. Thank you so much, Rob. It was a pleasure. We'll talk soon. Legend. Thank you for listening, guys. Please rate and review the episode. And then head over to my Instagram to follow Lipstick Stain Passport and then send me across your bedroom dilemmas.